Welcome to the Hog Call Podcast. This is Chad. And this is Tim. Be sure to subscribe to the Hog Call on your favorite podcast directory. iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, whatever you'd like, we're on them all. The Hog Call is only live, real-time, uncut, uncensored, Razorback podcast. Created by fans for fans. Friend us on Facebook at Hog Call Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Hog Call Podcast. Chad runs the Facebook page and Tim runs the Twitter page. Support the Hog Call Podcast by helping us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating and leave a comment, even if it's just Go Hogs. This will go a long way to allow other Razorback fans find the podcast more easily. If you'd like to throw a tip our way, you can support the podcast financially by clicking on the link in the show description. We're counting on fan support. Do you have something Hog Call Nation needs to hear? Leave a voicemail by clicking the link in the description below or send an email to hogcallpodcast.gmail.com. Well, it's good to get that mess out of the way. How's it going, Tim? Well, hey, Tim. How's it going? Hey, Chad. This week's been pretty good. Hogs are 4-0. Can't ask for more than that. I tell you what. 4-0. Could you believe that? I guess you could because we had that predicted uh, at this point (laughs) in the year. (laughs) And I think the big question we had was, will we... Not not it not, not will we beat A and M, but will we be able to beat Georgia? And I think there's some reasons that you know we might be able to win this game. I guess we'll get into that a little bit later. But this is an exciting podcast, an exciting time, and I'm just glad everybody's here to tag along with us. Yeah, I know. Even though, yeah, listenership has been. Good all, all. Exactly this. I'm not sure we knew we were going to be number eight, but I did think we talked about being four and zero going to Georgia. They're you know they're they were going to be top five, and we were going to be ranked. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, yeah, if you told me, hey, you're going to be number eighth in the nation, you know, after these two wins, I don't know that I would have felt the same way. I don't know. I would have thought, like, yeah, you know, that that's that's where we're going to be. And, you know, we're going to be in a good, you know, good situation uh, for that. But, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, it looks like we are so. It's just it's just really exciting to see, and uh, you know I, th- I think that we're going to be able to you know move forward and and have a good year. Yeah, and it's one thing, you know, we're talking about oh I, that'd be nice to be four no going into Georgia, but to really see it, you know, especially how the program's been in the last um, you know nine whatever seasons. And just to be like, mm-hmm. okay, we're back top ten again. This is where we belong. All right, let's let's move the next step. Now we're competing. We're playing a game, and you know we've we've been playing. The Texas game was a national game, night ESPN game. This is the A and M game was a two thirty CBS. The, the one of the games of the week, and this will be Georgia and Arkansas. I mean, this is going to be um, 
uh, you know, college game day is going to be in Athens. So it's going to be atmosphere. And this is a big-time SEC for, for not only the SEC West, not only for us, it's for Georgia and the SEC, um, and also the college playoff. You know, talk. I mean, if, I'm not, I'm whoever not. wins, I mean, this is big. You can't, it's hard to lose a game. You don't want to lose. You can lose one game, but you can't lose more than that. So this is a huge game for both teams and especially us. Exactly. And I think, you know, you're going into Georgia and you're playing at Georgia and you have an early morning game, 11 o'clock game, and it's exciting because the fans haven't had enough time to, you know, get enough Jack Daniels in their system. They haven't had enough time to have, have as many beers as they need to have. They're tired. They, they just got done with their breakfast. They're rolling into the stadium. And it's not going to be as, as, as wild and frantic as it normally would. So it gives Arkansas an advantage to have an early away game. And it's nice that, you know, we have that advantage. Yeah, that's a, that's a big advantage. When they first announced that, I was like, "Oh man, eleven a.m." But the more you think about it, that just that does nothing but help us. You know, you're going to a big, big road game that does nothing but help us. Now, I think that that's a big that's a that's a big factor in helping us to win this game. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's a I think it's a huge factor to help us win this game because, you know, if the fans aren't in it as as much as they normally would be, that that's helpful. I mean, anytime you go to a stadium like this and you, and you play a team like this that has a fan base like they have, much like ours, you know, you want those early morning games when you're at their stadium playing because it gives you just a teeny tiny bit of an advantage of, you know, them not being liquored up, if we're, if we're just being honest. Because when you're liquored up, yeah, you you don't you're like you're screaming and yelling. You don't even realize you're losing your voice. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, if yeah, if we're if we're in Fayetteville with the six o'clock, seven o'clock game, mm-hmm. we're about to get rowdy, so. Oh it's yeah, gonna be nice. Oh yeah, it's so, no surprise. I like that too. I, I like that too. It's no surprise that the, the you know networks are giving us an early early game either. You know, I'm not surprised about that. I, I would say this is I feel like the most significant game. Uh, of course, being an Arkansas fan of the uh, of the day, but you know, is Ole Miss gonna beat Bama? <laughs> no, I mean we. <laughs> We know that's not going to happen. Um, is Arkansas going to beat Georgia? Maybe. Now, there's some reasons we might pull this one out. So, and I, I said, like, if we're four zero and we're looking at playing Georgia, we might have a different opinion, depending upon how the year has went, how well we beat the other teams, and you know what what everything has looked like. And, and you know, I don't know, but to me. It's a winnable game. It's not as dire as a lot of people think. You know, the 18-point the poll that they put out there uh, are, are for the for Vegas, for the spread or whatnot, I don't give a dang that, they, that they're saying that they're going to get three touchdowns on us. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think we got to worry about that, you know. 
Yeah, it's a different situation. At 4-0, you definitely feel even better about our chance against Georgia. If we're 2-2, two 3-1, and two, three and one, we're in a whole different situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, on the season, but we're not. And, and this, this program's rolling. we got some really good momentum. Um, yeah, the, the Bama Ole Miss at 2.30, of course they're going to put Alabama at 2.30. They always do. Ole Miss with uh, Lane Kiffin facing Saban, whatever. I, I don't think um, – I say that, and, I mean, Ole Miss beat Bama – when they were number one, when they had Bo Wallace at quarterback, but I just don't believe. I feel like I feel like Alabama's already taken their close game against Florida, and they're not going to go to Oxford and take a take a loss um, this year. I feel like uh, I feel like Ole Miss has it coming, and that's a pretty high uh, Vegas point spread as well, at around fourteen fifteen, mm-hmm. um, which is fair. You know, we got Ole Miss coming next weekend. It would be cool if we beat we beat Georgia and Ole Miss beat Alabama and maybe it'd be a you know top five matchup It'd be crazy wow. top five matchup wow. us, but that'd be I crazy. Don't, I don't see that happening. But that would be cool. I mean I don't see it happening either. It'd be cool. <laughs> I just don't I don't see it happening. But I don't mind playing Ole Miss when they're when they're beat up from Bama and mm-hmm. heartbroken just like oh, I thought we really had a chance this year with Matt Crowell and all that and and they just got whipped 40 points and demoralized while we're riding high off a road win at Georgia, and we're just ready to rock and roll more. Absolutely. I don't know. I mean, everything has went uh, has went well for us, and I and yeah, I'm excited about the year. I think I think we're we're going right right in the direction we need to go, uh, and we're doing everything we need to do. So it it's it's been a it's been a terrific year, and I think it's just gonna I think it's gonna continue. I think it's gonna continue. Um, who knows if we'll beat Bama? That's something we'll have to talk about when we get to that game. But right now, if you beat Georgia, I feel like you're not going to lose again until Bama. Like, you have the opportunity to win every game. Yeah, it's ahead of us. If if we beat Georgia, I mean, I just I – don't, I don't think this team, with all the senior leadership we have, how much they appreciate – Really appreciate where they are, especially what what's what's gone on before, kind of Pittman, mm-hmm. where there isn't. I don't think there'd be a letdown like we beat Georgia and then we lose to Ole Miss, or not going to beat Auburn, especially the way that ended last year. Uh, we're not going to, we wouldn't lose to UAPB. Mm-hmm. We'd, uh, we'd smack Mississippi State at home around. My goodness, at Baton Rouge, LSU, not scared of them, and mm-hmm. then you you play Alabama. So really, this Georgia game is so so big. I mean, just so big for so many reasons. And I just the more um, – I know we were kind of talking about a pre-show, but I'm just not – it's not scared as much as I – especially as much as I was. Not really scared, but, like, it's just like, oh, man, big task. The more you look about this Georgia game, I know we'll – after we talk about A&M, mm-hmm. we'll look more into Georgia. I know you got some reasons we'll go over that um, kind of get you guys excited out there, but um, – it's oh, so yeah. it's so, so exciting. I'm glad it's less than two days away, and I'm glad that 11 a.m. game for the reason we don't have to wait all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's the that's reason number one right there. 11 a.m. game, don't have to wait all day. Lethargic fan base gives us the opportunity to go to a away game and play a lesser volatile crowd than we might if we're playing, you know, at a night at a night game. So. That's reason number one. You can chalk that up. Oh, I think we had a caller, so let's uh, let's take a listen to that and see what uh, what uh, our caller had to say. 
Okay. Right, here we go. Hey, Chad and Tim. It's Matt back here with you. Uh, I just want to say, preface everything by saying I'm ecstatic with how the Hogs looked on uh, this last Saturday against Texas A&M. That was sweet. It's been a long time coming. And I am as hyped about the Hogs as I've ever been. Yeah, but right. Uh, right. I do have a couple of things I want you guys to touch on. Uh, on a lighter note, uh, how about that crap that Isaiah Spiller said, saying that we never stopped him. Um, and number two, <laughs> uh, I'd like you guys oh. to kind of touch on Blake Kern a little bit and uh, exactly what's going on with him. Because, man, he uh, he killed some drives. The guy looked rough, you know. Uh, can't all be sunshine and rainbows, unfortunately. So, uh, we'll pick. Have a good one, guys. And let me just preface this by Matt saying, should we bench Kern in the, uh, you know, where you where you put the subject of the voicemail or what? Hey, and if you haven't done so and you want to be heard, go ahead and leave your voicemail. We'll definitely play it. We'll definitely talk about it. We'll, uh, I, I tell you, here's the thing um, about Kern is, well, he's a dang good player. All right, he's on the awards watch list. Uh, he's the uh, number three receiver on the team, uh, and he has he he's been he's been doing a good job. He's been better more than he's been bad, and he's been targeted a lot, especially in that A and M game, because you're getting a little bit more pressure on your quarterback than you have been getting in some of these other games. So you were seeing, you know, you see, you see them, you know, maybe dropping some balls and so on and so forth. I think that picks up. I see we, I, th- I think we see that improve uh, in this game and the games moving forward because we've been noticing this team find these areas like this and then improve on them. And so that that's my theory is that Pittman and everybody will see it in film. They're going to take a good hard look at it, and they're going to get out there and, and improve on the situation. But, yeah, there were some situations in the previous game uh, where Kern could have played a little bit better um, and, and helped us out a little bit, you know. Uh, I think there was a, a situation where, you know, we almost had a, uh, a touchdown. Didn't, didn't, quite, uh, didn't quite get it in there. So, anyway, what do you think, Tim? Yeah, I think what Matt is alluding to is maybe a, dro- a drop ball in that game. A drop ball in that game. And, um, and yeah, I mean, you don't want any drop balls, but I'm not sure it warrants <clears> the <throat> whole uh, subject line of should ben- Kern been bench. And look, Matt, um, Kern's also a key cog in the run game. Like He's so he's so big in what uh, this rushing attack as a uh, kind of extension of the offensive line. Um while our running attack so so uh, been very good, but yeah, it, it helps to not drop any balls. Kearns, you, you said Chad, he's the fourth fourth leading receiver. He's big. Like he can make play. He's had some big plays, making first downs. Um, mm-hmm. He can he can rumble and stumble and um, and knock over people and get first downs when he does that. And that's a um, that's something he can improve on. Yeah, I mean we got Dal Loggins as tight ends coach. He's going to work with him. We know that he's going to get better. Also, 
I mean, you look at the, um, that's one of the places we don't have a lot of depth at right now is tight end. I mean, they, they were moving all through fall camp, moving all kinds of guys to tight end, trying mm-hmm. them out, different mm-hmm. guys. And um, honestly, I, I want to say I haven't seen Hudson Henry much at all. You never see him out there. So if there's somebody behind them that they would give him a chance. Like, yeah. I just don't know. I just don't know, Matt, if there's there's going to be somebody um, that can step in and be better than Kern in the run game. And hope, But hopefully, yeah, I agree, man. I've, I've noticed that there's a drop ball. One time, KJ didn't make it easy for him. But um, so you're not all the way 100% wrong, Matt. I mean, I'm glad we can kind of nitpick even when we win. I mean, we want to mm-hmm. be perfect. That's how we got to beat teams like Georgia and Alabama. Um, kind of to speak on um, – do you have anything else about Kern? I was going to talk about that Spiller quote. Well, no, I don't. I don't have anything else about Kern. I, like I, like you said, I think that uh, right now he's your he's he's the weapon that that is your best choice, and uh, you, you got to go that weapon at tight end. I think his blocking has has been really really good too. So you got to take that into consideration how he's improving the run game with, with his blocking. So you know, should should we bench him? I can't can't get on board with that. Uh, but at the same time, I, I do see uh, where you're coming from. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you bringing it up. And I appreciate you, you know, pointing out what you saw. Because I think that helps everybody to uh, become better at the game whenever they can look at it through the lens of others. So thank you uh, for bringing that up. And, yeah, we can definitely talk about this jackass spiller and... Uh, <laughs> his uh, notion that uh, Arkansas didn't stop them and uh, it was Texas A&M that lost the game for themselves, rather us beating them. And, they, I mean, they took an ass-whooping from beginning to end. Uh, the stats say that when you look at, you know, the yardage uh, for passing, for rushing, uh, we, we took advantage all around our defense did a great job of holding them and, and doing what they needed to do. And whenever you are uh, getting your ass up off the ground after being hit by, I'd say, six Razorbacks behind the line of scrimmage, I don't think you ought to be talking about we didn't stop you. Like, the only thing worse is when you get up with a big pile of dirt and grass in your face mask. And I guess that didn't happen. But other than that, he got demolished several times. Several times. Yeah. Besides, this, he had one good run, a 67-yarder, and that's all they had. Hell, the Georgia Georgia Southern did that against this one play that gas just um, – uh, that was like 70 yards. Not even as good, but mm-hmm. let's see. This. So the exact quote from Spiller was, they never stopped us. We hurt ourselves with penalties and holdings and things like that. They never stopped us. We just got to move on. <laughs> okay, that's football. Stop being a crybaby. And after that, if you take away that 67-yard run, Spiller, you average like three yards a carry at the most. You kept mm-hmm. getting stopped. Like, and actually, I think he maybe had – I think to start the game, he had like a 12-yard run. So you can take that away. He averages like two yards a carry. You're getting gang-tackled mm-hmm. every time by the Razorbacks, defensive linemen, the linebackers, everybody mm-hmm. just rushing to the ball. Don't like, me. what are you talking about? They never stopped us. You barely scored that many. Yeah, he's KJ definitely. wouldn't have got hurt in this game. It would have been 40 to 10. It yeah. It would have been even worse. He's we'll definitely, definitely going to You're definitely going to see it in film practice. I mean, he's going to be looking at that in film practice, having to deal with that, like, everybody laughing and picking on him and stuff. 
All the other running backs. <laughs> well, the backup guy, he had a better. He played better in his few attempts. I saw him. I was like, well, they only rushed that many times. Yeah, because they kept getting behind the eight ball every time because we'd stop them for no gain. And, like, you're looking at third and long, they forced the pass. And our our pass rush was in them all game long. And with those holdings, that's all they could do. I mean, that's all they could do. Trey Williams was dominated that left tackle every down. You got 272 yards. That's it. We put up 443 yards on you. Do you know why you have penalties? Because you're frustrated. And generally, frustration comes when you're not playing as well as the other guy. Or maybe you're not even the same talent pool as the other guy. You know? And so, you grab that jersey. Or you, you know, poke somebody in the eye. Or whatever you feel like you gotta do to get the advantage. Yeah, Jimbo's getting paid $9 million to, to be an offensive guru. That's what he's getting paid for, to be a quarterback whisperer. He couldn't even get – I can't say, oh, they didn't have their starting quarterback in King. That was a quarterback battle the whole fall camp for them. They don't have mm-hmm. a quarterback. They didn't recruit the right guys. They didn't get them ready. Jimbo didn't get them ready. They're awful. Our defense dominated him that entire game. Spiller's um, weak, Texas A&M's weak, and Texas kind of weak too. Right. You know, they're damn good teams. That's I, I agree with what Sam Pittman said. They're good teams. They just took a whipping, you know. Uh, it happens sometimes. Yeah, I don't want to say they're not very good teams. I'm like, well, where does that put us? You know what I mean? So I'd like to at least compliment them that much. It's like, hey, we're just, we're just better than them. Smacked them around. We played a better game than they played. Definitely. Definitely played a better game than they played. Uh yeah. You know, definitely wasn't a perfect game, wasn't our best game. We haven't seen that yet, you know, but we played a hell of a lot better game than they played. And that's football. That's the reason you play the game. You don't know who's going to win. You don't know who's going to go out and have a better game, that game, uh, till you line it up and, and snap the ball. Yeah. Yeah, that's football. I mean, that's SEC football. That's a, that was a big game. Um that's, that's what it comes down to. We uh, we're up seventeen nothing at a point. I mean, we're just we're just looking good. Mm-hmm. So I think we're just you dominating. know. Oh, I was just gonna say I think Spiller can suck it, man. I mean, that's the best you know. That's the most child friendly thing I got to say about the whole situation. You know. Yeah, just cry, baby. It's all right. Go on, go on, cry somewhere else. All right. So, anyway, Matt, thank you. Thank you for bringing all that up. It was wonderful to uh, talk about it. And if you haven't called in to the Hog Call podcast and you want your voice heard, go ahead and do that. All you got to do is click the link in the uh, description of the podcast. It'll take you right to the website, and you can leave a voicemail right from your phone or computer. It's very easy to do. So. Yeah, we love getting those. So thank you, Matt. Well, I mean, I guess we have to talk about Texas A&M a little bit. I mean, I don't know that, you know, I I don't know. This game was, you know, one of those games where I felt like we could have done a little bit better 
we could have beat this team a little bit more had we played a little bit better in a couple different areas. You know, I think the the, the number one is, you, you know, you got to take the field goal when you're at fourth and one and within field goal striking distance and you got a kicker like Little, you got to take the field goal. Why, you know, just take it. Take the points. Don't try to go for it. You know, those three points could have been needed at the end of this game. And you saw how the points didn't move that much. So, you know, I don't know. We could have needed those. You got to take your points. When you can get them, you got to take them. I felt like that right there was three points left on the board. And um, I'm, I'm usually an advocate for going for it on fourth and one. I really am. Uh, I just felt like when you, when you have an opportunity for points, get the points, you know. And that leaves you going for fourth and one in, you know, bad situations. But, you know, I don't know. I believe in our team, man. I believe our team can make a, a fourth and one on the opponent's, you know, 45. That's just my opinion. Yeah, that extra field – I mean, that field goal would have made it – from that distance to 30-something yard would have made it 20 nothing, three touchdowns. Um, right there, right there at the end of the second quarter on fourth and one, two. I'd like to, and KJ wanted it too, to for him to, you know, sneak it. We, you know, we're trying to. Um, I don't know, feel like there's might have been better, but I would have liked taking that three points and got up twenty. And, yeah, uh, it, yeah, we. You probably go in the halftime twenty to nothing. You know, if you look at how things would have probably shook out if you take it, you know, versus the way they did. Oh yeah. And then also, I think we score more points. Obviously, if KJ doesn't get hurt there, uh, take that hit, and um, mm. just didn't have any kind of uh, confidence in Hornsby uh, passing the ball. Hopefully, they'll mm. kind of get him ready in case that happens again. Get some passing, yeah, some place I mean, for him to where they don't know. Hey, he's just going to run it, or he's going to mm-hmm. hand it off. Well, it's either a situation where they don't want. Malik to pass the ball because they don't feel confident in him passing the ball or it's a situation where they don't want to show Malik passing the ball because they want to use that and put that in their back pocket for something else and they want to run him to you know create the illusion of Malik doesn't pass the ball that much and then maybe you put him in and you run a little trick play with him you know I mean that 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 you know you never know what these coaches are thinking. So, you know, you, you might have that situation going on where they're setting something up by not, you know, running the ball or, or passing the ball with Malik. But I agree, you know, you're he has to come in and it was just run, run, run. It was just like, okay, they know what we're going to do at this point. It's detrimental and it's really kind of harmful to his health at that point because they know he's going to run it, you know. And so... You, you hate to see your number one and your number two quarterback get hurt because you're just running him around the field like a chicken with his head cut off. Yeah, you don't want – we don't want us to go to that number three quarterback. Well, even go back to last season, the Hornsby played, I think, two possessions. They put him in a, in the red zone, and every mm-hmm. time it was, it was him rolling out and, and running the ball. It was just, mm-hmm. a, just obvious. It was a run play, and that was it. They knew when he was coming in, that's what it is. I'll say he had a nice run. He had a real nice drive. Um, and he ran it down, got down to the one yard line. He, you know, he gives somebody a hit, and then somebody kind of, um, uh, man, a late hit on him, and he he takes the hit. But and then we get a false start, kind of shoot ourselves in the foot, so it puts mm-hmm. us at the six, third and goal from the six, and we kick a field goal there. Um, but um, 
would have been nice to not have that false start and punch the touchdown in. So we left some points up on the board. This is not like you like you were saying. This is not a perfect game by any means. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because if Malik's throwing the ball, I mean, even a little bit, just hitting some slants or something like that, just some quick passes, just getting it out of his hands, man. Maybe maybe even, you know, just, just throwing a screen or something, right? Like, yeah. at least you're – you know, set, I don't know. At least you're given an opportunity to say, okay, well, we believe he can do both things, and you got to watch out when he's in the game. And and it was obvious that Texas A&M was not – they did not believe he could throw the ball, and they loaded and brought him after him. And, you know, it's real easy to stop a running quarterback when you're bringing everybody. Yeah, and he uh... – yeah, I mean he's he's a real good runner, but you got to have you can't just I mean that's that the third quarter when he came in he didn't even attempt to pass. And you gotta we can't we can't you gotta have that balance. You gotta <laughs> you gotta push those guys back. Yeah, and you're right uh, there. Not, you're I'm in striking distance good. too. You know, you're in striking distance right there. Like, let's go ahead and let him get some playing time in the SEC. You know, let's sling it. But maybe he can't. Maybe he can't. Maybe they're like, if we have him throw it, it's an interception. We know it's an interception. And that, where does that leave us? You know, I mean, you got to keep, you got to keep KJ as healthy as possible. You can't have any, you know, these, these dirty, you know, pushes out of bounds that shove him into the dang sticks, injuring his knee with no flag being thrown. Not an inbounds push either, an out of bounds push. Oh yeah, you know they're gonna do it too. Um, you know we saw we talked about this in the one of the preseason podcasts that asking oh, is Horn to be gonna get some looks at the first team because there was reports that he was playing really good and he was able to hit, he was able to throw the ball in camp. So why is he not able? Why is the trust not in there to pass the ball? But but it is kind of was to, I guess. I guess some positive that he got some playing time in a big game. Mm-hmm. He didn't, you know, he didn't lay, he didn't turn the ball over, anything like that. He was, he was doing what kind of he was called on to do. And you got to give it to Hornsby. He yeah. executed the play calls well, so it wasn't Hornsby that did anything wrong. That's not that's not what I'm saying at all. I mean, Hornsby did great with the play calls. He, he didn't fumble the ball. He didn't cost us the game. He didn't do something he shouldn't have done. Maybe there was an RPO in there or something we don't even know about, and he he, he decided to keep it. You know, uh, that that could be uh, that could be some of some of that could be his decision. So, you know, I guess I guess what I'm saying is there should have been more. You know, just there's something just to get his confidence up. Just sling it around, just some little small throws. You know, in that in that situation, opinion. But at the same time, I mean. At least we didn't turn it over, right? We did what we needed to do. So you got to give it to the offensive coordinator there that, you know, it wasn't bad play calling or anything. You can't say that either. It just it just wasn't what I would have done personally, you know. Yeah, it just feels like they got to have a some plays for it. Designed for it, like if he comes in, you know it's, it could happen again. Mm-hmm. KJ's a running quarterback. He's physical. The SEC's physical. It can happen again, whether hopefully it's not for a whole game, but what if it's for a drive or two like that or a quarter or whatever? you got to have them ready, and, and these SC defense are going to know when he's in there, they're going to But But I, I think it's a he's a solid backup or second-string quarterback, and I feel pretty mm-hmm. confident and glad he got some experience. But 
Yeah, like you're saying, get some easy kind of, I mean, that's kind of what we did, especially early on in the season for KJ, is get him some easy passes for him to get in rhythm, mm-hmm. get some confidence. And it, it started to really ramp up here that KJ's throwing the ball more downfield and with confidence. Oh, yeah. And I can, I, I'm seeing the defense. I think, you know, at, you know you're, you're watching this game. You're seeing Malik. You see he can run. Feeling good about it. You're seeing them bring everybody. You know they're going to do it again. And you're thinking, like, hey, this would be a perfect time to throw a little screen pass right here. You know, dump a little mic screen over the top of everybody and let them take it to the house. Yep. So. Anyway, I don't know. Do we want to go through this uh, like we normally do? Line by line or? That's up to you. Not really much. Uh, uh, let's see. First quarter drive comes out. Uh, they start off. Spiller gets first down. Uh, they get another first down. Calzada runs for the first down. I know CBS is pretty excited. Like, oh, what a good start. Mm-hmm. We end up yeah, two first downs and out. We get the ball. Uh, what do we do? Drive a little bit. Traylon Smith, two first downs right out of the gate. Mm. Um Nice pass to Burks. Um, I guess Kern, as Matt was saying, gets a false start, kind of puts us behind. Mm-hmm. And then we kick a field goal. 3 nothing. A&M gets the ball back that next possession. Drives a little bit, a couple first downs. Um, then, again, gets hurried. Trey Williams gets in the backfield again, just like he did the other third down on the first drive. They have to punt it again. We get the ball. False start. First and 15 pushes back a little bit. What do we do? Cornerback uh, for AM's playing bump and run on Burks, and he just gets a step on him. KJ, perfect, perfect pass, and Burks beats him down the field up 10 nothing. And you're feeling really good. Two oh, possessions, yeah. two scores at that point. Yeah, and, the big, and it like big time explosive. All right, scores. So you're feeling good. Like we can, we can score against this team. That's not the issue. What can our defense do? That's that's the big question. And on that Burks, I think uh, Razorbacks, I saw them tweet out something saying, oh, he's the only Razorback receiver or something like two 80-yard, 85-yard-plus plays in the same same year. Oh, wow. So that's already just four games, four games through. So that's crazy, especially with them missing a lot of fall camp and kind of rusty that game against Rice. Mm-hmm. But we saw what he did, that 90-yard uh, – Took off against Southern and that, that play against A&M. So we're up 10 nothing. A&M gets the ball back. Uh, a couple minutes left in the first quarter. Uh, they're just not able to get anything. Morgan gets a uh, uh, a hurry. Ridgeway gets a hurry. And they have to punt it again. Just not 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 much there. Mm-hmm. And we're up 10 nothing in the first after the first quarter. And um, uh, let's see. Then we get the ball back. Nothing really. Well, I apologize. All right. So we have. Then we have a Warren Thompson pass. So he completes a pass to Traylon Burks for 27 yards in the in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So you got some pretty good momentum going into the second. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and what happens next? Say it, Tim. Yeah. Traylon hits a has a couple rushes and then AJ <laughs> Jefferson pass to AJ Green. What a play! Woo. Forty-eight yards. Green lines up receiver gets in motion back to the running back spot. 
Real route out there. Was he? He hits one guy. Or one guy, he's got a linebacker matched up on him. He's driving, misses the tackle. He runs over one guy. Then or he spin moves on another guy. Just in, just great run by AJ Green and he mm-hmm. shows his speed to finish it off. Seventeen nothing at that point. Absolutely. And you know, during this time you're hearing you know, how Williams is, is knocking out of the park, Fauchet's knocking out of the park, just like getting in the backfield, tearing it up, getting pressure on the quarterback. It's a great game to watch at this point because, like, the defense is doing so well, too. And, you know, I mean, the offense did great, but you got to give it to the defense. I mean, how well they played against a really good Texas A&M team. Uh, just, I mean, stopped them. Stopped them in their tracks. Yeah, I mean, we're just getting in the backfield, the, the tackling – um, just hardly any, just one guy out there making open, having to make open field tackles. It just seemed mm-hmm. like if one guy's back there stops it, then another three or four is coming after him. I mean, got to be frustrating. So the next drive, we're up 17 nothing. Um, they put in a different running back, gets first down, uh, gets a pass complete to Anus, and from there, nothing much, man. Get a pass breakup, uh, then. Morgan stops them. They get into legal formation. Um, they have to punt again. Just not looking. Uh, I'm glad Anus got his. I'm glad Anus got his name called though. Over the loudspeaker. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that was it for. That's about it for me. It didn't impress me too much. Our next drive starts about ten minutes left. KJ about three straight passes. Didn't even run the ball that that drive. Got about four yards. That was it. I have to punt the ball. But let's 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 point out Matt's you know complaint here. Kern is dropping the ball here, uh, and on this drive, you know. So that's true. That's 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 one of those. So he's up to this point. He's had a penalty in the drop pass. So maybe maybe Matt's on to something there. Um, <laughs> this next possession, A and M. Three pass incompletes. We get a pass interference, and Morgan Spiller comes in. Oh, big seven-yard gain, one of his biggest on the day. And then guess what? Spiller rushed for a four-yard loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a Monteric Brown and Ridgeway just combines for that, and then Trey Williams gets a big sack, and what do you got to do? You got to punt. I didn't see any any killing themselves holding or pass interference or uh, penalty on A&M that time. I saw Really good defense against stopping your track. They're getting maybe one first down on a lot of drives, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like that's not very good. Like that that gives you the confidence. That seems like something where I was I was thinking when during the Chad Morris years when we get a first down or two, it's like, all right, we got it cooking, and that's it. And just trying to get excited myself. That's sad, Spiller. The scariest part about it though was like you would be like, oh dang, they got that they got that first down, man. Like, I hope I don't get the next one. Like, it's like, <laughs> usually when it was all these old Arkansas teams, it was like, golly, they got the first down. They got us figured out. <laughs> but oh, not, yeah. not anymore, man. Not anymore. <laughs> now it's like, you know what? It seems like when the field closed a little bit, it's like, hey, yeah, I ain't. All right, I got that. We're about to get you down. Like, that's all you got. Like, you it don't want, I'm not scared you of you. You don't want the field getting shorter. It has to get harder to play. <laughs> no. Just get harder to play, <laughs> like damn hogs. 
course, they, yeah, get a rabbit hog they, out of the corner. <laughs> not that they could get get inside the, I mean, they couldn't even get inside like they got inside our third yard line all game. <laughs> so that next drive, so that was a great five five play two yard drive by N M. We get the ball back. Kern gets a false start. Okay, man, I see what you're talking about. <laughs> he gets another penalty. To start that drive off. Puts it first and fifteen. Backs backs up to our eight yard line. KJ run for nineteen yards. Great run. Uh, first down. Next play though, we get a we get a sack. KJ fumbles. We get we get the bounce back. You know we had two fumbles in this game, and they bounced right back to us. That kind of happened in Texas on that punt return. For- we fumbled and it bounced out of bounds. Mm-hmm. It feels like we're getting some bounces this year. Um, Pardon me, sir. So we'll see. Second and 15. And KJ makes a nice back shoulder throw to Tyson Morris for 21 yards. First down. Had to wait Seems like Morris, when he catches it this year's first down. See, uh, double pass incompletes. Let me get a pass interference. So that's nice. We'll take that. Rocket comes in the game, gets a first down by running a couple times. Uh, they don't ever let him just get the ball over and over. Like I'd like let's give it to Rocket the first play and see how many times we can just keep handing it to him. So how many of these fifteen yarders can he get? Yeah, definitely not in this. You didn't see Rocket a lot in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I remember one point asking, like, "Hey, have you seen him?" And, you were like, yeah, yeah, he got like a couple. He ripped a couple off. I was like, okay, okay. That was it. I mean, that was those two yards, five and a six yard gain. That's that's pretty good. You're averaging five and a half yards. So this, oh yeah. This play. Uh, throw it down the side. Throw it to the couple yard, couple yard line, and Traylon makes a. You think he may just barely out of bounds? Would have been a great play. Um. Third and twenty-two. KJ completes it to Traylon. Traylon Burks makes a one-handed catch, twenty-one yards. Fourth and one, and here we go. And we give it to Traylon Smith, and he's stopped at our twenty-two-yard line. Man, would have been a would have been a thirty-six-yard field goal, something mm-hmm. like that, thirty-five-yard field goal. But we give the ball back to A and M, and they they get a couple first downs and get a field goal. Four, uh, 49 yard and it's 17-3 at halftime. Would have liked to have been 20 to nothing but here we are. Mm-hmm. Could have been worse. You know, could have been worse. But, you know, we're <laughs> getting the ball. Good. We're getting the ball. We're that. getting the ball to start the, you know, third quarter. So. Yeah, you, you I was pretty excited about that. We didn't make anything happen. You know, we start off first down, KJ, Traylon running, Green, a nice run. Um, oh, we had a oh, Green Can had they a loss. adjust? The That's call. the question. Are they going to adjust and come back and beat the Hogs? Yeah, look, that's a pretty good start. You know, they get that field goal. Um, they held us to, to a fourth down stop. They get a field goal. They stop us coming out of the gates. Uh, yeah. And so they, you know, they've got a chance. They've got a chance here with 13 minutes left in the third quarter. And what do they do? Three straight passing completions. <laughs> and then he gets sacked by Hayden Henry. And, then and why? Because like, yeah, because we're 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 getting after him. You know, you got Morgan and Brown, and 
Henry in the backfield just running after this guy. Yeah, so then they, they punt it. Nice 37-yard punt. So we get the ball. Not bad field position, but, again, we don't – you know, we're not making great. Just don't get a whole lot there. Get about five yards and have to punt the ball back to them. Mm-hmm. And then we get a kick, 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 catch interference. You know, give them 15 yards. But what do they do? Oh, spiller, big spiller. Rush, first down, three-yard loss. Puts them behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. Thanks, oh, spiller. Yeah, well, here we go. It's like you, oh, you're yeah, having trouble in this game, months. it seems like, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, until two plays later, he hits a 67-yarder, but that was it. You know, they really feel like they've got something something going there. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. Oh, yeah. It happened against Georgia Southern, too. Like, one play, and that was it. That's what yeah. happened. That was it. You got one play, and that's it. You better make the most of it. Better stop us. So, this next play is when um, when KJ goes out. Um, oh, never mind. He's, he's, okay, he got hurt in one of the possession or two before. Kind of struggling there. Okay, so they he said enough. He's hobbling off the field. Hornsby comes in, gets a 16-yard run, nice. Then he then he gets a uh, there's a fumbled snap. Mm-hmm. Um, Cunningham falls on it though. There was an offside, so we get first and five. Traylon uh, gets a zero-yard run, seven-yard run, first down. And then we kind of get sacked and not much going. We got to punt it back to him. So we kind of keep the ball for four minutes. Just not much going there. A little bit. A little bit. Moment. I mean, we kept the ball for a minute. You know, we wait. We, we ate some time off the clock. You know, we had one one little situation that we took care of that we jumped back on the ball. But, uh, yeah, so it's okay. Yeah, I mean, but A&M's feeling still pretty good at this point. What yeah. do they do? They get sacked. Trey Williams gets another sack, of course. He's he was in the backfield all day. Mm-hmm. Um, just just can't get a lot of then get a delay of game. They have to punt the ball away. Just nothing. Just five plays, fourteen yards, not much happened. Defense just stop after stop in this game. They punt it back to us. Uh, up. Traylon rips off a nineteen nineteen yard run right before the uh, to start the fourth quarter. I mean that was it felt pretty good going to the Going in the fourth quarter, you have the lead. You've con- you've had the lead the entire game, and you feel like you know you have been you've been you've been dominating. You know you feel like another score is right around the corner. Yeah, and so we don't get much going there. Just still, just running the ball every time. They're backfield. You know they're they're sniffing mm-hmm. out what we're gonna do. Um. And then, then the next play, one of the plays of the game, of course, um, they get a first down to Anus, 23 yards. You know, the momentum again. So they're, it seems like maybe they're going to drive here. They're going to try to tie the game. Mm-hmm. Calzana, um, pull, tips the ball, and Monteric Brown gets the interception. And you're just feeling really good where we're at right there. A big interception, big turnover. And then, did a pretty good drive. This is where we score that. Last field goal, really good drive to kind of uh, take back control. Dominic Johnson gets some good runs in there. Mm. Uh, Burks has a run. Uh, we now, finally start throwing the ball a little bit, maybe backing them up. Hornsby gets down to the runs over somebody. Does get hit out of bounds, I think, at first. 
goal from the one, but whatever. So we're third and goal and passing a play to Kern. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Little knocks in, of course, automatic from 24 yards. But that 10-point lead right there with minutes left, you feel really good the way the defense is playing. Mm-hmm. And it'd be nice if that was 23 because we kicked the other field goal earlier in the game instead of just 20 yeah. to 10. I mean, that would feel a whole lot better, honestly. Yeah. And yeah, it is. I think Poole got a tip on that interception, too. I think he tipped the ball, yeah, and then did. it got intercepted because of his tips. Yeah, he, did. he got hats off to that. Like, that's not easy to do. Oh, no, no. That was, that was a dang good play by Poole. And I know, I guess the uh, A&M, that was big on the message boards, A&M message, fan message boards, that um, they thought there was something fishy going on with that brown interception that maybe he didn't. Catch the ball, but look, he got his hands underneath <laughs> he it. Caught that Isn't dang it? ball. He <laughs> caught that ball. Oh, that was a clear catch. That was a clear catch. A and M fans, A fans were on a Freedom of Information Act. There was no bounce conversation. There was no ball no. bounce or question of no. control or anything. That was a that was a good catch, man. So what do they do after that? And they just can't. You know what I mean? Uh, Calzada incomplete, incomplete. Um, they got to punt the ball again. And we get Dominic Johnson a couple runs. Jefferson's the, back in the game. The train. Not much going. We got to come up with a nickname like for Johnson. <laughs> the D train. Oh, yeah. The D train ran it in there, man. Yeah. So, we're, I mean, that's we, we take some. We take some time off the clock, go first down. We're taking about four minutes off the clock with that 10-point lead. So they, we ball. give the ball back to three minutes Three minutes left. And A&M just can't get anything. Uh, mm. I mean, Poole sniffs them out. You know, Spiller catches the ball, two-yard loss. Just see, Spiller sucks. Mm-hmm. Calzada gets an 11-yard game, but it doesn't matter. Fourth and one, false start on A&M because they're just rattled. And, and then what happens, and, Trey Williams gets in the backfield again, and it's over. Yeah. And I think it's important to note the play before last where you got KJ coming back in and sucking yeah. up a bruised knee, which ain't no joke, man, and doing what he's got to mm. do, maybe taking a little bit of cortisone and and uh, coming out there and doing what he's got to do to finish this game off, knowing they don't feel comfortable with, with Hornsby, right? So... Like, I mean, way to way to way to be tough, you know. Way to be a tough player and play it. You know, everybody wants to talk about like, uh, you know, tough players, not you know this, that, and others. But that's tough, man. That that takes some serious kahunis to, you know, come out with a bruised knee and, and continue to play because, I mean, the way he took that hit, man, it was, you know, there's been people be permanently injured. Because of that, right? And that's generally a penalty, especially closer to the sticks. The closer you are to the sticks, the more it is a penalty to push somebody out of bounds in that way. It, I don't know. It was almost vaguer. It was almost like he did that on purpose. Like he tried to injure. I mean, I hate to say that. Yeah, A&M's dirty. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't uh, dismiss that, especially from a Jimbo team, but. But he comes back. He comes in there, man. He's he's able to you know makes a big pass play at that time. But that last drive, two minutes left. 
Uh, Rocket comes in, gets a couple of nice runs for the first down. And then KJ gets a 10-yard run. He's just moving the feet, rushing the ball for another first down. And it's we're able at their 11-yard line. Instead of punching in, we kneel, but that's okay. We in the game. So. so I want you to know we have the only, after this game, we have the only SEC quarterback with 800 passing yards and 200 rushing yards. Let me say that again. 800 passing yards and 200 rushing yards. Only SEC quarterback to to do that this year. And, I mean, we've all, you know, we've all seen those quarterbacks that did it. The Tebows and the, you know, the 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 um, Joneses. And, and you, you know who I'm talking about. You know, the special quarterbacks. And, and we're, we're able to... You know, see him break that mark at this point in the year, you know, and that's, you know, it just shows the the trajectory. It's awesome. Yeah, I like having having this dual threat quarterback. He's he's a weapon. He's felt Mm -hmm. more comfortable. You can see those deep throws, and hopefully he's healthy. If he's he's ready to go most close to 100% for this Georgia game, just gives us such a big chance. A and M, you got your ass good, beat. Good win against A and M. I mean, that was the first Take win it, over A and M in nine tries. So, I told you we were not going to lose for a fucking decade in a row. Everybody that said we lost for a decade, and all those decade articles out there can suck it. Arkansas won. <laughs> we told you they were going to win. We told you why they were going to win and how they were going to win. They they did it. They did it all, and they did everything we said. Uh. Boy, Matt's got a bit of a point, man. There was a lot of issues there, but like I said, I still, I still, I'm still going to stick to my guns on this. I still think they watch film, they see those issues, and they correct them for the next that game, and we see a better current in the next game than we saw in this game. Oh, absolutely. I think Kern's going to be the starter. And he's, he's got, got potential to from. be special. I mean, he's got potential to be a special tight end, you know, to be a DJ Williams type. Yeah, he's made some big plays. There's going to be some games where we have to throw the ball more, and this might be if Georgia commits to just trying to stop our run. So mm-hmm. this might be one where we need every bit of the pass game. Well, are you ready to go into Georgia, man? You ready to talk about this? Because I've been waiting on this oh, yeah. the whole day. I'm ready for Georgia. Yeah. Guess, man. Please. Here, Please. Here's the thing, man. I think we have an opportunity to beat Georgia, and there's a few reasons why. First reason is because of the uh, time of the game and the fans not being as excited as they would if they could get properly liquored up. Second reason is because they're injured. Bad lot of injuries that team is riddled with them and i don't care what their media department and everybody's been saying like their tj daniels is injured all right and then bennett's injured that's the backup quarterback both of them we got an oblique that tj's been dealing with all through the first few games and and it's not it's not magically healed he's gonna try to play through it and then you got stetson he's injured his back in the game previously. So he's coming in. You, you got an injured backup and injured uh, quarterback. So, you know, I mean, you hate to see that. 
and uh, you know, good on them for trying to play through it. But at the same time, they're not going to be a hundred percent. So you're looking at a eighty-five percent, ninety-five percent quarterback, whether it's the backup or the or the starting quarterback coming in. And then you just got a myriad of other injuries from our Pickens, wide receiver, he's injured. Baylock, he's injured. Uh, Rosemary uh, St. Jack, he's injured. Uh, Rochester's injured. Washington's injured. Uh, Tyreek Smith's injured, and that's a good DB. Uh, Arian Smith's injured. Crease uh, Jackson's injured. Ryan Davis, Khalil Kimber, and Kwani Walker is injured. And Kwani's another, you know, really good uh, guy they got. So we we're looking at one, two, three, four, five starters that are injured right now that some of them are going to try to play through, some of them aren't, and then the rest of them, we're looking at second string, a lot of second stringers there. And then there's a few, you know, there's a few guys that aren't on, on the depth cart, but most of them, most of them are. So, I don't know, man. It's an awful beat-up team. It is an awful beat-up team we're going up against. And, uh, they might have lost all these games, but these teams have been beating them up that they've played. They have played them hard. And that's crazy to say that, um, especially the teams they've played. You know what I mean? They've still gotten beat up, just not, not very healthy. I mean, wow! When you, when you, when you rattle those off, and look, man, if JT Daniels can't go or freeze, uh, to me, he's overrated. You know what I mean? All those preseason mm-hmm. two, four, seven sports ranking KJ the last quarterback, Daniels maybe number two behind Corral or whatever. Yeah. He's overrated. I've never been impressed by Daniels if he's if he's banged up. Doesn't impress me one bit. And their backup is Stetson Bennett. Just the name, Stetson Bennett. Sorry. I don't. Sounds like he's I, all I from can't. the ranch. Remember that show, The Ranch with yeah. Colt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you look at our injury report, and that's, I mean, Gerald. He's been out all season, anyways. Whatever. KJ Jefferson with the knee, obviously, and then Dalton Wagner, but he played. Um, but he's going to play. I mean, he played against Sanem, so. I mean, so we we're good there we, compared to them. We've got. Yeah, yeah. When when it comes to our injuries, I think you know I should address that. Ben, I'm bringing up their injuries. Is you know you, the biggest thing you're looking at with us is is our, our running back and our uh, quarterback that went out. Running back's good. Sam Pittman said he's good, and then the quarterback's good. Sam Pittman said he's good. Now is KJ going to be playing through a bruised knee? Yes, he is. He bruised his knee. We know this is a fact. We know he had a bruised knee. We know we have no injury as far as like x-rays and stuff like that goes but we are dealing with a nasty bruise does that heal in a week no so we're looking at you know a 95 percent kj probably you know um i don't know i don't think it i don't think it affects us as much as it does them because we're also getting our running back, back who's going to be 100 percent for this game right with them you're looking at tight end you're looking at wide receivers and you're looking at defensive backs that are injured pretty significantly, and and even though they're going to play through some of them, it's there's still there's still injuries that are they're going to be a little bit worse than what we're dealing with, and we're just dealing with two you know a couple guys. Yeah, that, that makes me does does feel better. So I I feel really good about that. So, I feel yeah. bad for him injured, but that makes me feel even more confident. So that's number two. That's a, that's the second reason I think we can beat Georgia. Number three, yeah. the reason we can beat Georgia is because Sam Pittman. 
All right. And I'm not just talking about how he gets the guys fired up and all that stuff. You know, everybody's going to write those articles and say those things in the media because they ain't got nothing else to talk about right now. And that's what they're going to do. Right. But I'm talking about how Sam Pittman worked with Kirby Smart, how he was Kirby Smart's right hand man, how he knows exactly how he breaks down film, how he prepares for games, exactly what he does, you know, his relationship against him. And then also. His um, relationship with the rest of the of the team there, even 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 when it comes to the Ole Miss coach that went over there, you know Luke, uh, that that's the offensive mm-hmm. line coach, you know even when it comes to that, like Pittman has a relationship with everybody. He understands exactly how this team is going to attack and break everything down, and that means that he can attack tendencies that a lot of other coaches would not be able to attack. And that's huge. That's huge. It's not, it, it's, it's like, I don't know. I guess you, I guess you see it a lot with Saban and everybody's always like, can one of Saban's assistants like beat him, you know, but I don't know. Well, you're fixing to see it with, with Pittman, I think, cause he's, he's just so smart. I think he's been sitting there in those meeting rooms and taking notes and, and getting ready. And, and, and he knows like, this is, you know, this is my time. You know, I pulled in all this knowledge and information from all these people. This is my time to exploit it and use it against. I I like that point. I think that's a good point. I think Pittman's ready for this game, man. We had the seven, five lead over him at halftime. Sure. I remember being so excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so excited at halftime last year. But we just didn't have the team good enough last year. We just did not have the team that was capable of beating the Georgia team. Georgia's just as good as they were last year. But we're a lot better. They're not as good as they were last year. Um, all right. And then next is the, um, like you said, the way we played them last year, how well we played them, and, and like looking at that game and how we fought them really well through the first you know half i just think we have it we have it all this year we're going to be able to we're going to be able to finish the game where we couldn't finish it last year i think i think i don't think it's going to be a problem and i don't think we had the confidence that we had last year that we have right now and we know like we are a dang good team we've beat you know, Texas, we've beat Texas A&M and we are really good Arkansas team. We're going to play Georgia. And I think Pittman's telling them like we can win this game guys. We can win it. I used to coach with these guys and here's what we're going to do. And they love him, man. They're going to buy into it. hundred percent, man. hundred percent. So I think that's, you know, I think that's another reason It's just how well we played them the last game. And, you know, that we have experience against them. Even though it's losing experience, we do have that experience. We're able to look back at that and see how each player played. And your coaches are able to make the adjustments and say, look, you did this when you played this guy. You know, you, you, you played a little bit too far out. You know, this, that, and other. You need, you need to come in a little bit. You know, maybe we're going to play one technique or something. You know, who, who knows, right? But they make those um, they make those adjustments off of that game. I think that's going to be helpful. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I think we're seeing kind of benefits us from playing them last year. Kind of the same players. I mean, everybody really besides, I mean, 
Felipe Franks last year. And I think, no offense against Felipe, I appreciate what he did last year, helped this program uh, take a step. But KJ is better, better mm-hmm. than him. So, so far what we've seen. And um, this whole team's better, a lot better. We're a lot better than we were last year. Mm-hmm. But we have a lot of guys that aren't going to be scared to go play that. That's the first road game of the season. You know, um, didn't have a whole lot of um, – Big time road experience last year, but we've seen it before. This ain't gonna. I don't think this atmosphere. I don't think Georgia's known as just a wild and crazy anyway, especially eleven. So that's gonna be no. Problem. I think we're gonna take that and probably take that underdog role. I think Pittman's an underdog guy, and I think the team through what it's went for. I think all these guys. I don't think we'd have eight, nine super seniors guys coming back for an mm-hmm. even extra year if they didn't. They were gonna be, you know, afraid to play in this atmosphere and step up to the challenge. Yeah, exactly. And I agree with you 100%. And then, you know, the next thing you got is you got their offensive line. So let's talk about their offensive line a little bit. Their offensive line is now a smaller offensive line. They are a pass protection offensive line. And they have uh, this, uh, the, the Luke, uh, the Ole Miss, Ole Miss uh, head coach over there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and was he hired because he's a great offensive line coach or because he was once a, you know, head coach? You know, probably because he was a head coach, let's be honest. And uh, the thing about it is, is that he actually came out and told everybody. And and it's been in the news and everything. It's it's well documented. You can go look it up. That he has dropped the the players' weights and things like that. And he's trying to play with a faster, more uh, agile offensive line. The same crap that Chad Morris did. Right? And... While they're not teeny tiny itty bitty offensive line like we had with Morris, it's definitely a smaller line than we've ever seen at Georgia, ever. And that is what they're focusing on. And if you look at the rushing yards, they haven't rushed the yard, uh, they haven't rushed the ball very much okay. this year, yep. and they've been, you know, throwing. And it's kind of that, that's kind of the team they're trying to uh, have. But I. I just feel like Arkansas has already said, like, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to let that happen. We already saw that with, with A&M. I mean, A&M had a really good uh, wide receiver here, a really good quarterback. And and 100%, like 100%, didn't come in with, like, an injury. You know, didn't come in with the, with the oblique uh, being messed up or a back injury, right? And, and we took advantage of it. And so – you know, whenever now you're looking at somebody that's not 100% and they're trying to run away, they're trying to get elude that, that three-man rush we got up front, just, just crazy, just crazy. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I I don't, I think that, I think that's another check mark in the column of, like, Matt Luke sucks and his philosophy sucks and it's dumb and everybody's tried it before we've seen it firsthand at arkansas it did not work and i think that's another check mark and this is a way that arkansas can beat them and matt luke has not recruited as well as Pittman did when he was coach there and that's also i mean kirby smart said that what kind of pressure is that when kirby smart's coming out and saying that and then you're playing that team man wouldn't it suck get fired from a head coaching position and an assistant position good lord yeah, Smart was really reaching for reaching for somebody after Pittman left. I mean, Pittman was known as one the best or one of the best offensive. He wouldn't have been at Georgia. He wouldn't have been the best offensive line coach in America. Great recruiter. 
and they have to fall towards Matt Luke. And I think you're, you hit the nail on the head when you said they got him because he had head coaching experience. The reason he was a head coach was Ole Miss was left in you know shambles after Hugh Freeze cheated and uh, just disappeared. All the vacated wins from those couple years, mm-hmm. and then they hired. Okay, who are we going to hire on the cheap? Who's going to give a chance? And it's Matt Luke who, who played for Ole Miss, mm-hmm. and he's Matt Luke. And like you're saying, I can't drop the weight. And you look at their line. Um, I think one senior in the right. You got some freshmen playing on there, maybe a sophomore. Not 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 a whole lot of experience. This is kind of what we took advantage of with um, with Texas A and M. And you see, and a, also, you see yeah. a height drop. Also, it's not just weight yeah. drop; it's also a height yeah. drop. Um, which you know that that's from recruiting. That's not being able to get the the best, the tallest, you know, most athletic guy. Yeah, and another thing you were talking about is, and I, I noticed this earlier in the week. You know, I'm thinking you look at these scores that that they've had this year. You know, well, ten to three, whatever, fifty six seven, forty thirteen, six two nothing. You you're gonna think George's already eclipsed. You know, quite a few rushing yards, and I know they've given four guy, four or five guys, a decent amount of carries. But Zamir White, who's supposed to be the, you know, one of the best running backs in in the league. And you're thinking they're going to run the ball being up that much. And he's only got – he's averaging 51 yards a game. Backup guys are averaging like 30 yards a game. So there just haven't been a successful running the ball. Um, and also, let's, let's let's talk a little bit about – now, the defense is obviously their strength. They allow five points a game. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing with the defense thus far this year. Clemson, all right, they give up three points. Okay, Clemson, oh, wow, you know, they offense team or whatever under Davo the last couple of years. They're ranked 121st in offense mm-hmm. out of, like, 130 121st in offense. So, great. What what did Georgia do in that game, allowing three points? That's that's embarrassing. UAB, they gave up seven. Uh, UAB's ranked 79th. All right, and that's the oh, best let- offense they've played in four games. And let me let me since we're since you're pointing this, out, I want to point out one other thing here too, because this is another reason that I had like we we can beat, uh, and it, it just kind of goes with what you're saying. So I just wanted to point it out. Uh, but we, we can beat Georgia because they're always throwing the damn ball to Browers. You just stop Browers yeah. and you're good to go. You look at every damn game and he's the top receiver, right? Whether it's Daniels yeah. or Bennett, it don't matter. It's obvious that they're targeting Browers more than anybody else. So you stop him and you're like, you shut him down. You got to shut him down. You got to do what you have to do to shut Browers down. Yeah. And we've got, we've got the linebackers and defensive backs that can match up with him. Yeah. That's all. He's had 18 catches, 272, four touchdowns. Really good, really good tight end numbers. I mean, he's, he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you got Burton and some of these guys. Mitch just drop a big drop off from from what that don't have don't have an AJ Green don't have some these big time receivers um, that George's had in the past that you know you'd really think a lot of. And then let's see South Carolina 115th in offense and Vanderbilt 123rd in offense. So yeah, you're giving up six points a game. That's pretty good no matter who you play. But these offenses are terrible. Oh, my God. I mean, Look who you played. You played UAB, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. What are you talking about? Like, right? Like, the only test you got is Clemson. The Clemson game's a and real they're, game. They just lost. They're out of the top 25. 
they're not as good oh yeah as they were. they've been getting their ass handed to them yeah. I, I watched I mean, the game another night where they just got handed yeah. they just got whipped by they can't score the, against anybody they just got whipped like the 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 school of the blind or something i don't even remember who it was it was a horrible team I was watching another night, and I was like, really? Are they fixing to beat Clemson? And then, hell yeah, they did, man. Right there. It was, what, uh, North Carolina, right? Or was it North yeah. Carolina State? Yeah, even? North Carolina State. Yeah, North Carolina State. I mean, it wasn't even North Carolina. Like, they were yeah. definitely, like, not, they were not, like, top material. They were not, like, awesome, you know, material. But Arkansas yeah, would no, definitely no. beat Clemson right now. Definitely. Easily. Oh, for sure. Yeah, oh, for sure. And that was a 10-3 to three game. The damn game was 10-3. <laughs> to three. Yeah, that was an awful game. I ever watched that because it was the first week. That was supposed to be a great game. That was one of the worst games I've before. I still watched it, but that was one of the worst games I've ever seen. Um, yeah, and, and George, Clemson almost lost to them, Georgia Tech, and they, they beat them 14-8. to eight. Just 14 points against them? I mean, just a sad, sad bear. So this is, Arkansas is the toughest team they've played this year, and we're not. And and you see, Georgia's fifty something points off turnovers. Well, we don't turn the ball over. It's very rare Arkansas turns the ball over. So we take care of the ball. So you, what are you mm-hmm. going to do, George? What are you going to do? We've got you going to just throw it to Bowers every time. You're going to throw it to Bowers every single time, which is what you've been doing. So we're just going to shut him down. We're coming after you. You got a hurt quarterback. It's going to be limping around, whether it's number one or number two, and you you get you got a pass rush that's coming. That's coming. It has been all year. Every team we've played. So, I mean, look, look. Yeah, let's just say this. We got to say this. I got to preference that with this is like their offense is weaker than their defense. Their defense is something else. It is really good. It is a, they got some injuries on their defense. Okay, yes. They have some injury positions on their defense also. But it's mainly in secondary, third, uh, and their defense is just phenomenal. So we're going to see 100%, you know, Georgia defense. And we're going to have to overcome that. You know, we're going to have to figure out how are we going to move the ball down the field and score against that. I mean, we got Kendall Bryles. I mean, we're going to, it's going to be all right. You know, you're going to go, you know, you're going to score. You're going to score first and uh, you're going to score fast. Yeah, they've got their defensive line, probably the best unit on that defense. You got a preseason All American, Jordan Davis, fifth year guy, Devontae Wyatt. Um, you know, they've already won player of the weeks this, this year. Uh, they got Trayvon Walker, Carter, Walthour. They, I mean, they're they're good. They're, that's what they're kind of known mm-hmm. for defenses. I've you know, I read off some of those, but still, you're averaging five, giving up five points a game. That's really good against anybody. Yeah, I mean. You've I mean, got a senior and a couple of juniors on their linebackers. So, I mean, they still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's still. That's, I mean, the youngest the guy period. they got is. The, is, is uh, the freshman that rotates out, Ringo, you know, so. Yeah. So that's a. Uh... You know, and they run that, they run that same, that same defense. We're running that three, you know, six job. It's just. 
it's it's crazy, man. I can't believe these teams are running that this day and age <laughs> in this league. Which you ooh, ten years ago, ten years ago in the SEC, if you told us we're gonna have a three man defensive lineman, <laughs> good lord, like they're gonna run all over you. <laughs> You can do that's that for passing. You can do that for passing downs, or Just no, every down, down. Ten. no, every down, no, every down. Bring in the nickel back, third down and twelve. <sighs> well, I don't know, man. I, I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, it's going to be tough. I've I mean, been impressed with. I've been impressed. I'm impressed with the. I'm impressed with Pittman. I'm impressed with the defensive coach. The offensive coach, everybody. I'm impressed with the defense we're running. Like, man, I I like it. I'm starting to like it. I'm starting to get to the point where I'm liking it, you know. And I would, I don't know if I'd have said that at the beginning of the year, but it's working. It's doing what it needs to do. And as long as it continues to do that, that's all that matters, man. As long as you're getting the results, you know. Maybe it's a superior defense. Maybe we should have been running this the whole time. <laughs> Well, you got to have those defensive linemen that provide the rush. And Trey Williams has obviously been a beast. Uh, Ridgeway, Etsy, these guys are awesome, man. Those those transfer portal guys they got were so big. The new defensive line coach, Ashley, uh, this year has made a big difference. So when, when you get a pass rush with those guys, it's easy to do because you're seeing these quarterbacks we play just sit back there and like have nobody to throw it to. So we've got six damn defensive backs. We've got good linebackers, either blitzing or, or athletic enough to play play out there. And then you've got those five or six defensive backs that's that's covering them up that are experienced and know um, know these offenses. Mm-hmm. So it's makes it really hard on the uh, quarterback. That's true. That's true. So anyway, that's that that right there is five reasons that I've come up with that I think we have. To win this game. Do you have any more, Tim, that you can think of other than my five that, that I came up with? I think those are really, really good five. Uh, I'll give you a sixth one. The head right. coach is named Kirby. <laughs> that's, all I, that's what I got. I don't know, man. I just When I've looked at it, they're, they're, uh, they're not, I don't know. It's just Georgia. They just haven't. You know, they've been really high-ranked for a lot of years. They haven't won a championship since 1980. I don't think this is going to be the team to do it. They just don't have an explosive offense. Their defense is good, but we haven't really um, – I don't know. They've still got some young areas on the defense, too, that, that I think we can attack. Um, man, they've got some injuries. I didn't realize how many injuries you since you brought that up. But, but there's a lot of uh, – I know the South Carolina coach uh, – Shane Beamer, he he was asked after their game, like, "Hey, what did Georgia do do against you?" And he said, "They've got all the five stars. They're talented across the board. You know what I mean? So they're a really talented team. Um, Kirby's a good coach. Look at his record. He was under Saban. He's had some really good. He's a defensive coach, so that's what they're going to be known for. But for some reason, Georgia just hadn't been able to figure out um, how to be an explosive offensive team. And I, I I think with their rushing attack, just not so impressive." Not a big time running back. Uh, they don't have Gurley or, or Swift or, or some of these guys they've had in the past. And even if they did, look what we've done to to uh, big time running backs that are going to get drafted in the NFL. Uh, Robinson for Texas. 
Spiller for A and M. They didn't do anything. Yeah. They got nowhere, and I feel pretty good. Um, and kind of, but I, I thought I thought your five were really good reasons, and um, that's it's hard not to be excited. You know, early in the season, I picked one. We were picking games. I think I um, this is one I gave us a loss to, but I'm not sure I'll do that when we do the scores. But uh, very exciting. I'm, I'm you ready. got your preseason picks, and then you got your in season picks, and then, you know those are they are what they are. I tell you what, look. Guys, here's the thing. Everybody out there, Razorback Nation, we got Georgia. We got Ole Miss. We're halfway through the year. We're almost halfway through the year undefeated. All right? We're we're four and zero. We're going to play Georgia. We're ranked eighth, and we have been ranked well below every team we've beat so far. So ranking ain't got nothing to do with it. Alright, nope. I can see this being one of those uh, UCF years or, or whatnot where people are just like, oh my gosh, this is this is crazy. Except for our coach won't leave when he wins the championship because we're the University of Arkansas and it's a good damn place to be. We're a proud damn state. So, it's a good dream, man. He said this is the only one he was thinking about retirement. And he's like, that good, nice job at Georgia. This is the one he, he he tried, man. It really good hire by your check. It's it's good working hire. out. Good a lot hire. Of teams are jealous, man. Can you imagine some of these? You got fucking Lane Kiffin was a, was a guy we talked about uh, for all this, and he's been pretty good. But gosh, some of these other names, um, like God, Mike Leach, he sucks down at Mississippi State. He's a terrible person. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got Pittman out here. We've already talked about how good of a person he is on and off the field. I'm so proud to have him, man. No, this, me this too. This is a guy. What a just a great, great hire, mm-hmm. and it's just working out. You can tell the the players love him. He's he's really, um, I don't know, man. He's he's loved by everybody. I, I think he's just really easy to like, and he seems honest and really down to earth and. Um, Guy, you can really get behind, and, and like you're saying, we're four games in, we're about to be on our fifth, almost halfway the season. Just wanna, I'm trying to. It's hard, just football season, especially when we're good. You just want want to get to Saturdays. So I'm trying to enjoy this ride. I'm trying to enjoy it. I mean, I am, but I'm trying to just take it slowly. And <laughs> if, if we <laughs> win a national championship, do. it's gonna be the fastest year we've ever had. It um, really is. You're gonna be looking back like, where'd it go, man? Like. That, how 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 are these things? Let's let's rewatch these games. You know, um, oh, yeah. I don't know. I, here's the thing, man. I, I think with you know with with Georgia, man, what opportunity do we have? I mean, what how do the do the stars line up? You know, for us to win this game, I don't think they have to. I think that we have a coach that knows them and can take advantage of them. I think we have a defensive line that's going to be able to take advantage of this small offensive line. We've seen it. We've called it before. And we're right 95% of the time when we say this kind of shit. I think that we're going to be able to run the ball well against this defense because they do like to kind of hang back and try to stop the big, you know, explosion. And I think if they creep up on us, we'll be able to explode over the top of them. I think that we have the team this year to beat Georgia. When they're ranked, 
Number two in the nation. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, do I think I think we can do it? I definitely, I definitely think we can. I think the thing with Pittman, like you were saying, was he is he's just such a genuine person. You know, he's yeah. just such a, a a good guy. You know, and 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 to be on the right side of of history with with everything he does, in my opinion, is is just awesome. But you know, I think that Pittman is a very smart coach. And I think we can't just like, oh, he, he fires the guys up and they'll run through a big brick wall for him and blah, 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 blah. I think he's smart. I think he reminds, he reminds me, I'm going to take you back. I'm going to take you back. And I'm going to say he reminds me of a Houston nut. I'm going to say he reminds me of a Lou Holtz. I'm going to say he reminds me of a coach from the University of Arkansas that can do well at the University of Arkansas. And it's just, it's just there's a swagger. There's a way that they think. There's a way they call certain plays. And, and you just get this feeling and, and you just know, like, this coach can win here. And then there's other coaches where you just, you know, it's like, that's not the, he's not the guy. You know, but I think Pittman is. I think he's the guy. Um, I think what we see is him adjust to this Georgia team and to play them very, very well. We're going to definitely play them better when we've played them than the, anything they've seen all year. Um, Ten to three. You know, it's it's probably going to be more like a, a twenty to twenty four game you know however it goes but golly what a what an exciting saturday we have coming up what a great coach we have you know i think we have better coaches than georgia i think Pittman is a better coach than kirby smart i think kirby smart knew that when he hired Pittman as his offensive line coach he said this guy's this guy's a, a winning coach this guy i need this guy I need to get over the top of alabama right that's why I hired him. So he knows he's a, a tremendously smart guy. Um, and I just I just think that Pittman is, is going to do all the things necessary. He's going to, I don't know. I don't, I, I hate to say like all the stars align this week because I honestly feel like we could be the better team here. I honestly feel like Georgia might not be the best team. Um, that's crazy to say after watching these games and seeing everything and, and all, you know, and we're not blowing people out. They've been blowing people out. So I don't know. I guess we're fixing to find out. <laughs> yeah, we're going to find out real soon. And it was kind of you talk about stars online. And like, if you think about it, yes, we do have some young pieces that are going to be back next year, but we also have a lot of upperclassmen and this is, what time? And we also have two two uh, two coordinators that could be head coaches mm-hmm. um, pretty soon. And I, 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 Odom's I feel like he's gonna if his defense keeps playing like this, he's gonna get a chance. And Kendall Bryce is gonna get a chance to become a head coach. Mm-hmm. So this is like no better time than now to really have a special season with all these with with these coaches and with these players um, with this quarterback. Hell, this is KJ's third year. I mean, if he has such a good season, I mean, there's no, I mean, how many more years are we going to have of 
with KJ. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Burks is going to the NFL next year. We've got um, a lot of experienced guys. This is this is the time to really take advantage. What does this special season do? Um, I know all the recruiting gurus have already said, you know, Pac um, has been recruits. You can obviously tell that after you win big game stages, you're going to get a lot more presence. We're going to get better players and keep on building this program. But this can be a special season. Like We are in the middle of a really special season. No matter what happened, look, I can't, I'm not going to bet my whole house on the, us winning this game against Georgia, but I think we got a really good shot. And the season ain't over um, if, if we lose to Georgia. I you know what, since you there, said that. I think Georgia has more to lose. Since you said you're not going to bet your whole house on this, Tim, I'm going to give you a seventh reason. A seventh reason after our six that we're going to beat. Or we could beat. Because I shouldn't say we're going to. But we could beat Georgia. And I'll tell you why it is. Because the coaching staff is so much better than their coaching staff. I mean, they they're just they're just ridiculously better. They really are. Uh, you got Pittman, who just really has a strong understanding of how to run a team. And then you have, you know, coaches like Bryles. You got coaches like Odom who are very good coaches and can, you know, definitely be at the top echelon of the, of the program. And these guys have the ability to out-coach, you know, the other teams that they play. So having that, you know, strong coaching pedigree helps you out a lot and it puts you in a place where you could actually just outmaneuver the other teams and i think we definitely have you know those types of coaches here at the university of arkansas i think if we see anybody leave i think it's going to be kendall you know we'll see him leave uh but hopefully he stays around maybe he stays around but the biggest thing the biggest thing that you have to think about is how their salaries are contracted, right? People don't think about this. And this is number six right here. The salaries are contracted in such a way that if Coach Pittman wins six games, I believe it is, he gets $250,000 a year added to his contract. Every year, moving forward. Like, all he's got to do is win six games. That's a lot of money. And then if he wins like eight games or nine games, I believe it is, something like that, I can't remember which one exactly, but it's eight or nine, then he gets almost $3 million a year added because of the how it adds up to his contract. So he's not just playing. And we've said this. We've said this in the podcast a while back. A while back with these goofy contracts. We said, why don't you pay somebody for how they win and see how they do it. I guarantee them tell you they'll do better. Right? And that's exactly what they're doing with it. And if he can win so many games, he gets like $3 million this year. Not this year. Every year. Like, add it on to his contract. Like, 
man. I mean, obviously his contract will be renegotiated, and it'll be more like a Nick Saban contract or something, especially if he wins out this year, you know. Or even just beats Georgia this year, right? (laughs) Uh, Because, you know, that's just how how it'll work. But still, at the same time, like, He's probably got it in the back of his mind. Like, what if it's not? What if it's not renegotiated? What if like your check is like, no, no, we, you know, we're hurting financially, and this is what we agreed to. You know, he's like, he's like a team player. He's like, you know, hey, that's all right. You know, get those other goofballs paid off, and you know, we'll do what we got to do. You know, I can see that too. I can see him being a team player and, and and doing that. You know, and just being like, you know, I'll take my three million dollar increase or whatever that we agreed to in this last contract. But that that's another reason is Pittman's playing for money. He's not just playing for winning, right? He's playing for money. Every time he wins, he gets a little bit more added on to his paycheck year to year. Yeah. I love I love that incentive. I mean, the coaching contracts have got crazy with with how much we paid the last guy for, for nothing, for absolutely nothing. He got paid $2 million for each win. <laughs> for a win against Colorado State home, Portland State. That's that's what the last guy got paid. <laughs> Pittman's making three-something. You know, for an SEC coach, 2021, but his incentives are fair. Uh, he's got a chance. That's that's how it should be. I, kudos to, to your check for doing that. And kudos for Pittman for believing in himself mm-hmm. for doing that. He's going to deserve to get paid more. And I think, I mean – when Arkansas wins, you know more money is going to flow in. You know money is going to going to going to pour in even more to a, a Razorback football program when we're winning. So we're going to have money to do that, and hopefully keep Odom and Browse. If you you keep, I think Pittman would trade would trade a little bit to to keep those guys high paid and on the staff. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. You don't ever you oh, never know. He might he might trade a lot. We might not lose anybody. He might be like when when he renegotiates. He might be like, "Well, you got to renegotiate my, you know, my coordinators first, You know, I mean, he's a smart guy, and I just feel like if we lost either one of them today, we would backfill that position with somebody just as good. You know? Yeah, that's true. Because that's true, especially if we have a special top of year. Let's say we lose to Georgia, we beat Ole Miss, Auburn, UAPB. Mississippi State, LSU, lose Alabama, and we beat Missouri. Let's just say that's 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 we take two losses yeah. this year. We don't quite make the we don't quite make the playoffs. Let's say we lose to, you know, maybe a Mississippi State, just some weird game that we shouldn't lose, right in right. the middle of it even, and have three losses. Like that we're still doing very well. You know, we're still where we need to be as a team. That's still, I mean, hell, that's a pretty good season. I was thinking, I was thinking, let's make a, we talked about preseason. Where does it have to be to at least be successful? Be a bowl game, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right now, we're definitely going to get at least two more wins at this point. Uh, uh, yeah, this, Eight wins would be really good. So. At, at this point, like, we should not lose more than three games. If we lost more than three games, I would be really damn disappointed. Really yeah. disappointed. Oh, yeah. And and and, 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 and the, number eight in the nation that does that. Like if we just started losing <laughs> at this point, I would you know, and it's not going to happen. It's just not. We're just not. We're just right. a really good team. 
I just don't think Ole Miss is as good as everybody thinks. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we're fixing to find out. We're going to find out this weekend. It's Ole Miss. What if if Ole Miss beats Alabama? And we beat Georgia. Does Ole Miss play Georgia? I couldn't imagine. I'm sure we're... I bet they don't. If we lose to Georgia, we still have a chance at a championship. Oh, yeah. If we win out. So even if we lose this game, we're not out of the national championship run. If If we win this game, we're definitely in the run. We're definitely in the running for national championship. We beat Georgia. Like no, Ole Miss. Ole Miss gets Tennessee and Vanderbilt as their East opponent. <laughs> Tennessee and Vanderbilt. <laughs> That's such a that, wow. <laughs> I take a Tennessee or a Vandy. Oh my gosh! Could you imagine Lord. playing Vandy this week? Four zero, getting Tennessee or Vanderbilt this week? Just like. <laughs> We're going to five and up. I mean, just knowing, knowing you got that win. Golly, man. Just like. Whew. But, what a win. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Please, what do you think our ranking will be if we beat Georgia? Number two? I mean, we replaced them, right? Wouldn't we replace <laughs> them as the number two team in the nation? I think they would rank right, us. They'll, at- still put Bama, they'll, they'll still put Bama up there, but. I think they would rank us at five. Uh, looking bad. at the That'd looking, be... you know, depending upon the losses or whatnot, Georgia's definitely falling. Uh, we're eighth now. I think they move us to five just because we're SEC school. Um, maybe Georgia falls to six best because uh, they're going to be like, oh, you know, we got to give them opportunity to jump, jump Arkansas. Something happens, you know. Uh, and then if we beat Ole Miss, I think we're ranked at four, and we'll probably. Hold that fourth ranking, even if we beat Auburn, UAB, and Mississippi State, and we'd be going into LSU like ranked fourth and whatever whatever LSU is ranked at the time. Uh, maybe we're bumped up to three if we beat LSU, and then go into Alabama number three and the number one team in the nation. This is crazy. <laughs> if I were talking, I can't wait. Oh, I can't. Oh, so man. I think we need to do some official. We need to do official like picks, man. I think we've talked about it. We've beat a dead horse into the ground about how we feel like these are the things that we can do to beat Georgia. We've talked about their team. We've, we've, we've. I mean, everything that I know that we've normal we normally do. I think we've done. Uh, did we miss anything? Right. Did you need to? Did you need to talk about special teams or anything like that? They have a oh oh no superstar out there. Oh, I, I bet they ain't gonna win oh, better no. than Little. Great no, pick. they don't. I've got my pick. Let's hear it, man. I've got Arkansas twenty-seven, Georgia twenty-four. Woo! Woo pig! Woo pig! It's All happening. Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say Arkansas 27, Georgia 24. I think, I, oh. I think that's it, man. I think that's the score. That's it. 
Take it to the bank. Take it to the bank, man. I'm putting that out on our official I Twitter page. I, I, I honestly knows. think that we can beat Georgia. I honestly think that we're the better team than Georgia. And if they do beat us, I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I don't think they run away with it in the second half or anything like they've done before. Um, I think we're fixing to show everybody just how good we are. And I think we're going to play a team that's not 100%, and that's going to help us out a little bit. That, you know, do with that what you will. will. Will we beat Alabama after beating a bruised up, beaten up Georgia team? I don't know. That'd be, that'd be, I still don't know if I can pick us to beat Alabama. You know? Tough. What a big game that'll be. Honestly, at that point, too, it's like, well, screw it, man. If you lose to Alabama, you're still one loss. You're still probably, you probably could sneak into that fourth playoff spot and you don't have to play an extra game in the cha- in the SEC championship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, well, we're, Bleep it. You know what I mean? We're going to be – as long as everybody else has a bunch of losses too. But it feels like if we went through that schedule when we were 11-1. and one, uh... Nah, I got you, man. I agree 100%. I was putting wow. official predictions on the internet. So everybody – everybody out there respond. All right, so – We did it. We 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 predicted the game. We we broke it down. We talked about like why we thought we could win. Whew. I'm just gonna say it, man. I don't think it's a crazy prediction. I I I think that I don't know. I think Biddy. I think Trey Biddy should have predicted Arkansas to win. I don't understand how you like looked at all this information and then still went with Georgia. I respect the guy, man. I like his stuff, but goodness. Yeah. I think he missed the mark on that one. I do too. Oh man, I'm excited. So how how do, how's how's the uh all right, so all right, we need to talk about hockey, so we got that. Uh Went and we played Oklahoma, split the series with a Division One team. Uh, it was like what zero to four the first game, and I think we even like scored a goal the second game, but still got beat. Um, and it was like a low scoring game, so I don't know, man. I think yeah, I don't know. Do we get beat again? Do you think Arkansas will get beat again after playing a Division One school that close? For the rest of the year, oh, uh, you feel like they might drop one every somewhere. I don't know. That's a really good. Uh, that was a really good performance there, especially on the road. It's mm-hmm. a D one team. You think we take care of business? At least I don't know. It's gonna be hard for us to lose again. It really is. Like I feel like we could we could win a lot of these games the rest of the year. We might not. But still three and one. Yeah, they're yeah, they're both on a, YouTube. Our rivals, Dallas Baptist, this weekend down in Texas. Mm-hmm. And then we also play one against North North Texas. Big weekend again for hockey. 
And it's all on YouTube. So go on YouTube and watch some of this hockey. Man, it is exciting. It is fun to watch. Uh, golly, I wish they would do a little better job of updating their statistics and stuff. Yeah, help us promote the team a little bit, you know. But uh, it is what it is, you know. I don't know. Maybe Matt will come home and, and give us a a good good rundown of it, you know. <laughs> well, I hope so. I don't know. I think we got a good chance. I think we got a chance not to lose another game in hockey. That's that that that's what I'm going to predict. I think I think we're going. I mean, we're basically the Alabama hockey uh, around our league. You know, so I think we win a national championship this year in hockey. Mark it on your calendar. I think so. We've been knocking on the door. You know, we've been in the. We've been there. We've been playing in the playoffs and. I think this is it, man. I think it all comes together. I have to agree. That's how where the season goes. It's a long way to go, though. Yep. We were right there last year, so there's no reason not for me to argue. Well, how about basketball? I mean, we got to talk about that, right? Like, we got to talk about that pickup. I mean, good Lord. Yeah, a really good pickup. Nick Smith uh, committed to us last night. Number six player in the nation. Five-star combo guard. So that recruiting class already has two other really good four-star guards from Arkansas. Um, Ford and Pinion. And then I think they they also got the Alabama State Player of the Year. So really good recruiting class. And it may not be over yet. So much just keeps rolling. Season starts in about a month and a half. So. Football teams winning, man. Everybody wants to come when football oh, teams yeah. winning. Basketball, oh, yeah. everything. Good lord, my goodness! Did you see what was that? You you shared a text message with me. It was about the University of Arkansas and their their athletic programs and everybody that was in the top ten. And I swear there was most programs in the top ten right now. That was that was crazy. Yeah, I think it was like was. three of them that won. Yeah, I mean it was just like the highest ranking for any of the sports. Where baseball got to number one, men's indoor track number one, golf, women's golf number one, women's indoor track number one, women's outdoor track number two, women's cross country number four, gymnastics number five, softball got to number five, cross country number six, soccer number seven, football's at eight. Men's basketball finished number eight. Men's golf number eight. Men's outdoor track number eight. Women's basketball number 10. Swimming and diving 20. Women's tennis 20. Men's tennis 26. And volleyball not ranked. So, but wow. What an athletics program. <laughs> just amazing, man. And volleyball's not like bad. They're not cellar dwellers. So, But I mean, just everybody, <laughs> every sport. And of course, that didn't even include hockey, national runner up. So, number two. Exactly. All right, man. Well, when are we gonna get hockey on campus? Like, why didn't Eurocheck? Why didn't Eurocheck like started that? I, I I don't know if anybody's even. I wonder if anybody's even suggested it to Eurocheck. Has he even thought about it? Like, he seems sounds like Eurocheck sounds like the type of guy that'd like hockey, kind of Russiany, you know? Yeah, he seems like from the t- part of the part of the country that is more into hockey. 
I don't know. Why I, like see it, Dylan. I like to see him play on campus at Barnhill. Get him at Barnhill, man. Get him. Make him a Nuts. make him a D one team. Let's play Oklahoma yearly. Let's make that a you know. I mean, we're good enough. We're good enough to be a D one team. We're good enough to be playing at Barnhill. They're like they're good enough to move from club to D one and hold their own. I don't like. Maybe that's what they're not understanding. I don't know. Could you imagine being a student that lived on campus and going down to Barnhill on like Friday night, like night before a football game, just just tearing like the, just tearing Barnhill up, getting rowdy. It wouldn't, oh, be, man, wouldn't be any more of these hockey games the same time as a football game either. That wouldn't happen anymore. No. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, people would pack that's it, great. man. The student section would be wild. Banging on the glass. Just Come on, your check, man. Help them out. Let's do it, man. Let's make it official. Sorry. Let's do it. Well, what do we need to do next? We need to talk about fantasy? Yeah, fantasy and picks left. Take your pick on the wheel of Hog Call Podcast topic. <laughs> <laughs> let's go fantasy. All right. Fantasy, let's see. Last week, we had EV Dobb beat... Florida Hog, 169 to 107. Big Wiener Bandits edged out Team Hawkall. I mean, wow. 189.58 to 189.14. What a matchup. <laughs> Gosh, dog, man. And you, had Pit, you had me, Pit Boss, score a season high 227 and beat Hawkstradamus. Pick it up, D Rock. 227 to 108. And you got. Run like a Razorback beat uh, Maynard 161 of 152. So the standings look like run like a Razorback beat and Maynard 3 and 1. Pit Boss, Hog Call, Evie Dobb 2 and Team, FL Hog, and Hawkstramas 1 and 3 and 0 and 4, respectively. I don't know why I laugh every time. <laughs> I read Big Wing Nirvana is part. Duh. <laughs> Crazy. So that's a pretty good. So this week we got Team Hog Call versus Team Evie Dobb. Battle two and twos, trying to get to a third win. Pit Boss versus Team FL Hog. Run like a Razorback versus Big Wiener Bandits. Big three and one matchup. And then Maynard against Hogstradamus. Hogstradamus, pick it up, bud. Show some respect for this league. Golly. How about that? Well, I guess Woo! we're just going to have to wait and see. Man, Hogstradamus, what a name! How are you gonna How are you gonna lose like that with that type? It's time to make some changes, do a couple moves, whatever you need to do, man. Gotta get out there, Hogstradamus. We got a long ways though, man. We got well, not really. Playoffs start week twelve. I mean, college football is shorter than NFL. So we got what six more weeks of Hogstradamus. Podcast fantasy regular season, and I mean it's a tight race for the playoffs. I felt so good. Don't be man. an easy I felt like I felt like I was easily going to win this week, and then it didn't happen. And I mean that's you lost point point four four 
of a point. I yeah. Mean, it should have been a blowout, a, right? Like both teams shouldn't have. Golly. <laughs> it's all because KJ got hurt. That's actually that's that's uh very truthful. <laughs> he finished with twenty one points and all he so all he needed was yeah, I mean you would you would have beat him if not for that. <laughs> oh gosh. How ridiculous is that? You got Georgia's defense, so I don't know how you feel about that. Well, this week. They'll probably they're, good de- they're a good defense, so <laughs> that's a good defense. Hold, hold on to them. <laughs> Even a bad week's gonna be a good week with them. Oh yeah, if it's a bad week this week then you're like, I don't care about fantasy. <laughs> <sighs> How are we doing on All our right. picks? Did did uh, I catch up, or am I just still just horribly getting yeah. slaughtered? Still. Yeah, last week you went seven and seven. I went ten and three. Good so lord, I'm, uh, man! Thirty-one, thirty-one wins to thirty-four wins. Oof. I've had a pretty good year so far. Thirty-one man. to thirty-four. We're that close. Thirty-nine to thirty-four. Oh. Still pretty close. Damn, man. Not as close as I thought. Ready for this week? Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. Houston at Tulsa. <laughs> um, Houston. I'll go Houston as well. Um, Iowa at Maryland. Iowa. I'll go Maryland here. Duke at UNC. Let's go UNC. Okay, I'll go North Carolina as well. Michigan at Wisconsin. Let's go with Michigan. Okay, I'll go Michigan too. Pitt at Georgia Tech. Hmm. Let's go Pitt. Mm. Okay. I'll go Georgia Tech. Tennessee at Missouri. Man, what shit games, dude. Uh, (laughs) Let's go with... uh, Let's go with Missouri. Yeah, I think Missouri can beat Tennessee. I'll go with Drunk Wits, too, and go Missouri. I was sitting there the other day. We were talking about some of the coaches we... Carson for Auburn. Um, he also got Drinkwitz over at Missouri. Just watching him coach the last week, I think they were playing Boston College. Just like my lord, we we oh, we did right not hiring him. What a goober! He's just a goober. I don't know. Um, Texas at TCU. Texas, yeah, yeah, Texas definitely. Yeah. Um. Cincinnati at Notre Dame. Let's go Notre Dame. Okay. I'll go Cincinnati. Um, Ole Miss at Bama. Or Bama at Ole Miss. I forgot where. Bama. Yeah, it don't matter. I'll go Bama as well. Florida at Kentucky. Hmm. 
Florida. It's not really even there. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go Florida too. Poor old Kentucky is going to get embarrassed by them, probably. Yeah. I know everybody's high on the hog on, on Kentucky, but. That game is. I was thinking that was at Ole Miss. That is in Alabama. My lord, that's gonna butt whooping. Um, <laughs> Baylor, Baylor at Ohio. No, Baylor at Oklahoma State. Baylor, Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State. It's hard to pick the rapey schools. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about. It. I don't like that coach from Oki State either. Should have left that one off there. Anyways, Mississippi State at Texas A&M. Mm. Uh, Texas A&M. Yeah, I'll go A&M there too. Jimbo. Auburn at <laughs> Auburn at LSU. LSU. Yeah, I'll go LSU too. Um, Arizona State at UCLA. Man. Let's go UCLA. I'll go UCLA there too. Um, Fresno State at Hawaii. Man, I always want the Rainbow Warriors to win. But I'm going to pick Fresno. Yeah, I am too. It might be a good <laughs> one though. At Hawaii. Fresno's pretty good. I so like Hawaii, dude. I think really, Hawaii just yeah. needs the right coach or something. I don't know. I just think Hawaii needs somebody to come in there and just, like, revamp that program. They need somebody that just needs to come in there and just needs to – I don't know. I, I just think that could be a really good program if they reworked it. It has, you know? it has been, too. It has been. Just not here recently, but it has been a really good – program. hope they get back to winning 10 games a year. Exactly. That's it. And that concludes our picks for the week. Well, I tell you, man, I don't know that we have anything else to talk about. Woo. What a podcast. I know we got some compliments after last week. Hopefully that was <laughs> good too. That felt good. That felt like a good one. It did feel good. I feel like our podcasts have been really good the last few weeks. I appreciate everybody that has hung in there and listened to them. You know, all you guys, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I just uh, appreciate you coming along with us for the ride every week. And, you know, we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep going. And listen, if you know somebody you think liked the podcast, share it with them. Let them know, right? Because we're still trying to... Uh, Recover from the whole Beatles suing us situation. We're about, <laughs> we're about, I would say, 25% to back what we had previously before that situation hit us. So, we'll get there, man. It, it's coming. Yeah, I think we will. Yeah, I want to say again, appreciate everybody listening. Yeah, if, if we were doing the podcast... For two straight two and ten. we started when we were two and ten. If we made it through those years, we're not going to stop when we're top ten. Oh man! And then you got basketball and everything else. It's going to be, yeah, yeah. It's going to be fun for sure. 
for sure. So just on a side note, we always talk about something that's not Arkansas Razorback related. And uh, we'll, I'll bring that up for this one is how about, is it just a coincidence that Julia Cromers goes over to Ohio <coughs> University and all of a sudden their football program becomes like one of the worst in the in the nation when they were like when they were one of the better programs in the MAC like you know what I'm saying when they were like yeah. knocking on the door of of conference championships every year to be an zero and four just yeah it just seems to I don't know man I mean I hate to say it but it just seems like places that she's at the football teams don't excel when she's in charge yeah i can't believe she uh she took the momentum of i guess maybe firing firing bilma and hiring morris that she took that into uh <laughs> an ad job where she pushed out Solich. man i just don't think he was Ready the way if he would have retired right after the season last year, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. But but right before the season, thing. like how it happened, didn't make no sense at all, dude. Yeah, uh, JCP is just bad news, and I'm all for. I think more women should get chances as the athletic director, but she's she's not. She's bad news on the hiring fronts, and I don't know. She's you think she's she's probably gonna get a chance to hire the she's, next football coach. Look, here's here's the thing, man. She's had a bad track record in the past, but she's fixing to have an opportunity to hire her guy. It'll be absolutely her yeah. guy. It'll be her first absolute hire. It won't be like she had to, you know, do it Arkansas and, and hire through a committee and all that stuff and everything. Yeah. It'll be her, her hire and. Uh, if it's Chad Morse, man, that's not ooh, man. Texas Hall of Fame coach Chad Morse, a guy she's very comfortable with. She, mm-hmm. you know, she she thinks he needs a second chance. Yeah, it's like he's ready. He could fit in really well in a Mac school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost like, like high school. Yeah. Good. yeah. So I, you know, who knows, man? Maybe, but maybe she'll, maybe she'll hire Bob Petrino. A win That's a dance championship. Step. You know, you never know, right? Be the next honestly, step up. He'd take that job in a heartbeat. Ah, uh, you know what? I think I'm about that. That actually might be a pretty good. You know, you're on four. You're looking. You're not going to be very good this year. Um, golly, man, he's doing. Oh no! This, this guy's this guy's not year. doing well at all. He's not going to be around next year. There ain't no way, unless he starts yeah. winning some games. And I don't think he can win in games at this point, man. Because the teams he's played and how poorly he's done, it's like a Chad Morris situation. It really is, and it's just <sighs> I just can't believe it. I can't believe it because I remember watching Ohio football because. You know, I, that's where I got my master's. I remember watching Ohio football and being like, you know, Arkansas is losing bad, but at least Ohio is. We've got a second team that was winning. Yeah, at least, at least they're winning, right? And and so, like, this is, now it's just like, whew. 
I think Petrino's where they're just going to, man, he's, he lost, they lost, Missouri State lost Oklahoma State by seven. Mm-hmm. Not bad at Oklahoma State. They beat number 16 Central Arkansas. And then they beat South Dakota, who's pretty good too. So they're two and one. So he's he's going to finish this year off, and that might not be a bad hire for old JCP. Either either Morris or Petrino. It'd be nice yeah. if Petrino went over there before he played us, and then we just played some random coach. Yeah, at that oh, school. Yeah, yeah. He's going to come with it next year. We're going to lose, but he's definitely going to. That's going to be wild. You never know with him, man. Might just do trick plays the whole time or something. It's be like his Super Bowl. He's gonna get offered jobs during the off season. Be like, no, all next year coming, going back to Fayetteville. (laughs) I'm not taking that Ohio job. This is a big. (laughs) Going to Fayetteville. Man. Oh gosh. Well, we'll pick Suey. Go hogs. <laughs>